it's important that when it comes to community-based organizations, you're really supporting organizations that are in your actual community. Hi, everyone. Welcome to FaceTime Chats, where you get to join our weekly conversation as we discuss enduring life as a human, living with humans, and taking care of our human selves. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Anne. And we are your hosts. While we are thrilled to finally have 2020 in the rearview mirror, we want to talk this week about the things our world could use more of as we move into 2021. Amen. So before we jump into it, how was your holiday break? So my break was pretty good. Um, Where to start? Because I have a few updates. Let's see, for Christmas and New Year's Eve, uh, we had a pretty small family get-together. Jason was able to fly in from Nashville, Yay. which is a whole story in and of itself. Yes, I'm, I'm so happy to know that he was with you because I certainly thought of him and you guys over Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. I, um, I don't think it really sunk in like, what had happened until after he got here and he was kind of talking about it, but... Yeah, he almost didn't make it here. Right. Uh, he was originally going to get a ride from a friend of his who lives across lived across the street and a few kind of buildings or fronts down from the explosion where it happened. And the evening before, she was like, you could stay here if you want, if it just makes it easier. You know, I have room, you can stay. And in the morning... I'll just take you there and drop you off. And he considered it seriously, but he was also like, well, I'm not packed. I'm not really ready to go. So I'm okay. I'll just stay home and get a ride to you or or you can come pick me up, whatever the case may be. So a few things that happened and he didn't stay there that night. The second thing was he was originally going to drive there and leave his car there because she had best parking. But turns out someone in her building ran into a wall that toppled over into guest parking so most of the guest parking with the exception of one was of a unavailable because of this oh so he couldn't do that so i'm just like there's a lot of things lining up here to prevent you from being there interesting so needless to say um she didn't sleep the entire night before and was texting him was just like i don't know why i can't sleep it's like something's on my mind little intuition there huh girl god's Mm -hmm. working yeah absolutely then around 6.30 in the morning, um, And she... I want to just interject, that is not to say that God is, not, is and was not with those who did end up being impacted by of the course. explosion. Would oh, yeah, of course. That. No, I know yeah. what you mean, girl. But around 6.30 in the morning, you know, it happened. Yeah. And one of, her, one of the walls in her apartment fell. Oh, and, wow. uh, I mean, she essentially, like, threw on sweatpants and something had her dog but didn't leash him in panic her cat was hiding somewhere she couldn't find him and went outside then long story short she now has a new apartment but she has yet to go to that apartment and may not ever go to the apartment because mm. it is condemned and it's unsafe they did find her cat so that is very important i do want to note her cat has been found and reunited <laughs> But it was so funny because he said uh, they were on the phone the moment it happened and she was upset and, you know, he's asking her, like, where are you? What are you wearing? 
That's, that sounds funny. What are you wearing? Because she mentioned what are you what she's wearing. She's like, I just grabbed sweatpants and a crop top sweater and I'm cold and I don't even have a jacket. But yeah, that makes sense though, especially if you're trying to find somebody. Yeah. And she was like, I don't think I can take you to the airport this morning. He's like, Obviously, like, yeah, girl. That's the last thing Goodness. I'm worried about. Yeah. yeah. So needless to say. I'm so thankful that people are okay and, you know, especially that that this girl's been okay. I think she's a sweetheart and she's a really kind-hearted person and it was really surreal to have that happen. And I'm just like, he was almost not here because of this bombing, because of this damn terrorist act that some asshole decided to get into an RV and do. Right. But otherwise, it was a really great time. Our house here was the setting for the holiday happenings most of. Um, so he flew in Christmas Day. If you didn't pick that up, you know, if you didn't know that explosion in Nashville happened Christmas Day. We honestly just hung out and ate a lot of food. We drank a lot. You know, one of these things was like, hey, it's morning. We can have mimosas Mimos- until we have, well, have margaritas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Morning margaritas. <laughs> Yes. So, you know, it was just a great time to just hang out, be with each other, played a lot of card games. Um, Corey's brother was also here for the festivities, which is great to have him integrate with my crazy side of the family. And (laughs) (laughs) within that time frame, I learned I might possibly have an autoimmune thing. So tell me about this. To be determined. Um, Yeah. So... I had a doctor's appointment the week leading up to Christmas. It was just like, I need to check in. I need a new physician um, just to help monitor things in my body. So I let her know about, you know, my history and this and that family history and also my canker sores that I usually get that I've been dealing with since I was a kid. And the idea that Corey's brother presented like, maybe you might have an autoimmune thing because that's kind of a sign getting repeated canker sores that it could be, there could be a deficiency somewhere. And I was like, never thought of that, but may as well check it out. So I got blood tests and all that jazz and um, got the results, but she's been on vacation. So I got the results before her comments came in, but essentially I kind of saw for myself that Basically, of all the things, it said, yeah, there's something positive here, but we're not quite sure yet. There could be something going on. But there's no Um, suggestion of what it could be. I mean, autoimmune um, is so general because there's different types of autoimmune. Yeah, so it's kind of looking a little bit like lupus. Uh, There's different forms of it. There's lupus, and then there's one that's like some word. I don't know. And I honestly can't remember this off the top of my head. I think it starts with an S. I don't know. To those of you who are listening and maybe know all of this autoimmune stuff, forgive me. I read it and immediately forgot all the words. <laughs> and you probably know exactly and are screaming it right now. <laughs> I wish I could hear you. <laughs> medical terminology um, is not easy to remember unless you have studied medicine. No. But she did, she requested specific tests. It was like three or four. Rheumatoid arthritis was mm. one of them. She also did like the herpes test because I told her like all my life. Doctors have been like, oh, it's just herpes, but not like genital herpes. It's just like herpes. It's a strand of herpes. So that's why you get canker sores. So Well, and that's not I even never... an explanation. Chicken pox is also a, a strain of herpes, but like yeah. it still has to be treated. 
Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, girl. Yeah, they would just be like, and yeah, it's probably herpes, but it's not the bad guy. So don't worry about so it. So don't I'm like, worry okay, about well, it because you're like, young no, and they, there's no reason to look at anything else. So it basically was just saying it could be leaning towards something autoimmune related, maybe lupus, but we need to look into it. So she's referred me to a, oh, it starts with an R, a specialist. A rhubarb pie specialist. No. I don't know. <laughs> is it a rheumatologist no. even though you got RA was ruled out? Is that it? Maybe. It might be. I, I think that sounds right. Unless there's another rheuma, 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 no. rheuma, a There's only a rheumatologist. Okay. That might be it then. <sighs> so it's not, I'm not really like stressed or worried about it. Right. It's more or less like I'm excited to know cool this is what this means now what can i do to be better and help this yeah because that's the good thing about like knowing your diagnoses is that Mm -hmm. by knowing them now you can come up with some sort of action plan for treatment or care you know Mm -hmm. exactly so yeah i'm happy that I'm happy that the conversation came up and kind of led to these steps. And so hopefully, you know, we'll get, you'll get the right answers. I'll be moral support. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm thankful for it. I'm happy I did this because now it's going somewhere. And I came home when I saw the results or, and Corey's bro came over and I was like, Hey, we might be lupus buddies. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Mentioning this. <laughs> You're so demented. Stop. Um, (laughs) well friend how was your holiday break my holiday break was simultaneously wonderful and unnerving i spent time really just with the family and i really i say that because my best friend basically is a part of the family she is included so i didn't you know, I was with her as well as my nephews and then just my nuclear family in Wilmington. I didn't go visiting or anything like that. Um, but we had a great time. We two ate a lot and we definitely drank a lot, but we do drink a lot because it's my family. We go through quite a bit of Hennessy and whiskey when we get together. At least <laughs> when my siblings and I get together. My mom really doesn't drink that much. And she prefers like sweeter wines and she might have a little crown um, or she likes rum and coke, but she doesn't enjoy Hennessy and whiskey the way that we do. My brother and sisters and I like kill it. Um, Sibling night was another success. I directed (laughs) a serious yet morbid conversation amidst us being intoxicated, just wanting us to keep in the front of our minds that our parents are getting older we're getting older and it's important that we have conversations with our parents to know like what their final wishes may be or if they have at least begun to think about mm-hmm. their final wishes, make any kinds of preparation or plans. And then also for ourselves because you don't know. And COVID mm-hmm. certainly brought that more to the forefront of my mind. And so I wanted to encourage them that if they hadn't thought about it, to be thinking about it, you know, because I'd already started thinking about it. I'd already started working on a will and stuff just so that something's prepared if something happens. Um, mm-hmm. But it was really cool because we all basically 
expressed that we would like to be cremated and we all expressed that we wanted something creative done which i thought was really awesome for us having not had this conversation before to be on the same page so that was that was fun and interesting you know as much as a conversation about death can be but it's a responsible conversation to have and a lot of times in the black community you don't we don't talk about those types of things directly and mm-hmm. that's just not always helpful and so i want <laughs> in yeah. my family that we break some some you know traditionally common behaviors so that you know things don't get dramatic like they tend to get at funerals Anyway, other than that, we had a lot to drink. We had a lot to smoke. We had a lot of fun. My sister brought these inflatable antler games. That was like a ring toss. That was fun. What else? So we, we played Never Have I Ever. We played Black Car Revoked. We always have a good time. I <laughs> ate lots of Chinese food. Had a great time. Oh, um, God. Yeah. We did a giftless Christmas amongst the adults. So like mm-hmm. the kids still got a few things, but we dialed it back. And really just the focus this year was on family And then we also got my mom a shit ton of gifts because she graduated with her master's degree this year and her graduation was fumbled because not only did this college throw together their virtual graduation procession because they were waiting until the 11th hour to cancel their in-person, but they also skipped my mom's name. So like we all got together on sat on that Saturday. My brother came over here. My mom and my sister were together. Um, we had other family watching from their respective homes and to just not see her name go across the screen. That was frustrating. So we got her lots of things to express the congratulations and love, but also just kind of recognize we know this was a big deal. So she got a brand new TV. She got a brand new sound system with her TV. She got a new entertainment center for all of that. Um, she got nice. a new patio set and she got a fire pit. Oh, yeah. So she got oh, some fun. indoor and outdoor entertainment. Um, we've made Oof. s'mores over the fire pit. That was fun. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. But then at the end of the, well, what became the end of the trip? Because I came back earlier than I anticipated. Um, my friend found out that she was positive for COVID. And so, you know, we had all been in some form of contact with her but she's been battling COVID basically since. So this will be, actually today will be a week that she's been battling COVID um, because she's been sick since last Saturday. That was the unnerving part because my heart is just breaking for her and her husband. I mean, I know her husband is just super anxious and I don't want to say scared, but probably scared because, you know, what can he do? And she's pregnant and, you know, they've got a little one and a bigger little one um, as well. And so trying to take care of the family and recover from COVID and be pregnant, especially when there's not much to know about how will it, if it will affect the baby and things like that. Just been keeping her in constant prayer. I've been checking in not every day because I want her to rest. I try to check in every other day so that she doesn't feel overwhelmed if people are constantly texting her and calling her and stuff trying to check in. That can also create more anxiety, even though people are trying to care for you. That can cause you, you know, to to still not rest. 
So I oh try not to character. like, yeah, over inundate people with how are you? How are you? How are you? Because that's not always helpful either. So yeah, that said, I'm certainly glad to be back home. I love my family, but living alone, especially for as long as I have, and then constantly being around people all the time for over a week is a lot. Like it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, I went to bed early every night, mostly because I was tired, but also because like. <laughs> Oh, some sweet solitude for like a good hour before I actually go to sleep and like read my book, enjoy some quiet, enjoy some just me, not have to mm-hmm. wear underwear, just be in my own little, you know, space. Yep. So being back home definitely felt amazing when I walked through the door. Like, oh, I'm so glad to be in my, my own place. Yeah, you were absolutely right about that. I think, um, Maybe Corey expressed that he kind of wished that we did all the family stuff the first five days. And mm-hmm. then the last five days was just solitude and relaxation. I'm like, yeah, it does. It gives you something to think about though, because I think about the same thing. I think about if I'm still, I mean, I don't have any intention of moving back to Wilmington. So I would probably be leaving the day after Christmas and I probably wouldn't be coming until a couple days maybe three before Christmas because it's just it's a lot on my psyche to be around people constantly all the time and and if I get in a significant other we're gonna have to book a hotel or something anyway very true that'll be more helpful but still yeah that having that hotel though is a nice thing yeah, it certainly makes a difference. I mean, when I lived there, I, that's why I told my therapist, I was like, I'd never realized because prior to moving, I lived there. I had my own place. And so after a certain time, I would go home. Mm-hmm. And then I would choose when I would show back up the next day. But like when you yeah. don't live here, you don't get to make those choices. You're just there all the time. Yeah. It's, ta- it's it's absolutely taxing. And even if it is one of these situations where you're like, I can sleep in till 10 if I need to and no one will bother me. But at the same time, you're like, oh my God, I'm sleeping till 10. People are going to judge me. Uh, or maybe you don't. I probably would just do that. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> no, I don't have those problems. <laughs> well, I am, I mean, I'm really excited for um, the new year. I'm okay. so glad we are out of 2020 my goodness even though i feel like 2021 to some degree is gonna be like still residue of 20 it's not like you know january 1st came and bam all you know all the shit just stopped all the stuff is still here yeah so i feel like 2021 at least through june is gonna be like the gray area of 2020 and we'll see how how june forward looks but I'm still glad to kind of just be in a renewal state of mind. I feel like as a country, we're in sort of a renewal state of mind. And I thought it would be good for us to talk about, um, instead of like the cliche discussions about your goals and your resolutions, because I feel like in general, yeah. that type of pressure after so much crap that we've endured is not helpful. So I thought it would be good for us to talk about just things that we need. Like, what do we need? What does our community need? What does our country need moving forward? And what are some ways that maybe we could contribute to seeing some of those needs be met? I'm all for this topic. And I I agree. I think this is more important 
different than resolutions. I feel like now resolutions has, this, you know, this connotation with it that's like, oh, I'm going to work out and be healthy and lose weight. And it's like, okay, no, stop. We all just went through and are still going through mm-hmm. this pandemic. Yeah, they're, so, they're pretty cliche at this point. I don't even think there's like pretty cliche. talking about like anybody who's like, well, I want to lose like, I really want to lose like three pounds. <laughs> all right, like, Regina George. <laughs> so let's get into what are some things that we need us personally first. Okay, well, I'll start by saying one thing that I know, and I've shared this with you numerous times, I have got <laughs> to get my fucking financial life in order. <laughs> I have finally got to this place in my life where I will just readily admit that I'm just like shit at money. I'm great at paying my my bills. My bills are always paid and my bills are always a priority. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm blessed and privileged to finally be in a place where I don't worry about which bill will I pay. And I've certainly been in that place before. But so I'm glad for that. But what I need to do is get my life together in terms of savings and in terms of not using my credit card. In terms of not paying off five or six hundred dollars on my credit card and then spending five or six hundred dollars on my credit card. (laughs) What is the point? Just rotating around the same hundreds of dollars. And as much as I tell myself, Antoinette, stop it, I still end up doing it. And there's no rhyme or reason and there's no excuse. And no, I don't spend it on anything that's actually needed. I can just tell you that right now. I spend (laughs) it on on things like clothes because it makes me happy or food because it makes me happy. And I know that's stupid, but it is what it is. You know, when I feel like my checking account is too low for comfort in case I have like forgotten a bill or forgotten a subscription, for me to just readily spend the money in it, then I'm just like, I'll just buy it on my credit card and I'll just pay it off once I know that all the bills that need to hit my checking account have hit my checking account. Think about it is, let's be real. I don't ever just go and then, oh, take the surplus money when my next paycheck comes and pay it off. I just pay mm-hmm. it with my next paycheck. This is not a healthy thing. <laughs> so... <laughs> So it's relatable though. Yeah, I I know that there's lots of people like this. My therapist has assured me that I'm not the only person in the world who's bad at money. Even though I feel like I am, I know that I'm not. And I know that I mean it's a familial thing. I have people in my immediate and extended family who are also bad at money. And and I have people who are great at money. Like my uncle and my brother are freaking fantastic at money and I want to be like them. But I'm also slowly coming to accept that I just may not be like them without some structured help. And Mm -hmm. so um, I have been thinking about getting an actual financial helper that I'd hire if I can afford it um, to just help me get my act together. Maybe just for a few months, maybe not for the full year, but just to be like, Antoinette, stop it. No, you can't do that. Um, so we'll see what happens if how that works or how that works out. I also thought about just telling my brother or my uncle, getting them involved. I'm also kind of scared, at least with my uncle, because he's like a dad to me. And he'll take it seriously, which he should, obviously, but he will take it seriously. And then, like, I won't be able to buy anything. <laughs> he'll be like, so I see you charge this at Home Goods. I totally went to Home Goods today and bought some great <laughs> stuff for my home. 
<laughs> um, and he'll be like, did you need home goods though? Could you have lived without home goods? And he will not be convinced that I needed home goods. He will expect that I return everything that I purchased and, and live a life that he lives. That I just, I could not live. I'm a little more, uh, you know, I don't know the word is oculent. No, it's not oculent. It doesn't matter. I'm a little more um, flagrant than he is. And mm-hmm. he doesn't think that all that is necessary. So. Um, I agree. Well, I think that the financial advisor idea is a fantastic idea. Yeah, I'm going to um, research it. I know that, you know, it's it's someone you have to pay to help you. So I have to see kind of how that works. But I am going to research it and see if it's something I should just bite the bullet in. Yeah. That's really great. I, it's like, that's a super adult thing to do. And my parents have a financial advisor and they've told me twice now. They're like, oh, if you ever need it, I got a name for you. You go to this guy, he'll take care of you. He's a good guy. And quite honestly, I'm kind of considering it, you know, with yeah retirement. I'm like, I don't know Jack about all this. Same. And like right now, my retirement, I have not personally invested more than like a few thousand dollars into my retirement. All Mm -hmm. other retirement accounts that I have are accounts that I've not forcibly had, but my employers have invested in. So like I have one that's stored for me in the state of North Carolina. And then I have one with my current company. It's a 401k that my um, employer puts into. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to also put into it, but I don't. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you? You know, but... Don't feel bad. I just, within 2020, started contributing to my Roth. No. Yes. Yeah. My Roth and uh, we have an HSA through work. So that is just from work. They provide this certain amount. Mm -hmm. And I never contributed to it until finally this year. I'm like, hey, I should contribute to that. Right. You're like, I should probably do something. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, I think that that. I think that's a lot. Yeah. idea financial advice is a good idea so i'm gonna go for that uh that's definitely something i need something else that i need um and honestly i've already kind of started mentally moving in this direction or sitting and meditating on this but really just continuing to evaluate what is actually important to me and what mm-hmm. i have thought or maybe i won't say what i thought was important What's actually important to me as I am now and as I look toward my future versus the things that I thought were important to me at some point in time. So like, for example, I've been continually driven to be this like super boss bitch, right? I've got to be head of everything. Everybody needs to see and know how freaking smart I am and that I can run circles around anybody at any point in time and I can run a department like a finely oiled machine. And I've been driven in that direction for so long. When I was teaching, I was just like, there's got to be more than this. There's got to be more than this. I work hard. I'm smart. I can devote myself. I see people around me with less education making like two and three times what I do. No, this is not going to cut it. But now I'm getting to a place where I'm like, do I really care about being rich? Do I really care about having this particular house or being being seen as this particular person by others? Do I actually care about that? 
And for some of it, I'm, I'm really saying no. Like, particularly when it comes to the home thing, I've been considering and thinking a lot. It's become much more attractive to me to get a home in a more rural area where I can have land versus having some type of upholding some image by being able to get a home in a particular neighborhood, right? Or having access to particular community resources or access to certain hip spots or whatever in the city. I'm like, I could just drive there or over there or whatever. That's actually not that important. I would actually love to have a huge yard and a workshop and uh, a house that's enough for me and whoever I'm with or just me, shit. And, And where I can have a fire in the backyard, you know, where I can maybe even have some semblance of a farm, which is real weird because I could not see myself farming at all. (laughs) (laughs) But like an orchard, like I'm like, I would love to have an orchard and I would love to have a garden and I would love to learn to do those things. I was even looking like, I wonder if I should date a mountain man and he can teach me all these mountain man things, you know. Probably also because I've been watching alone and I've been watching Mountain Men and I've been watching The Last Alaskan and it doesn't seem far-fetched to me. It seems really cool to me, you know? So then I'm like, man, am I going to become like a Frontiers person? I don't know. I don't really think that. But what I do know is that being comfortable is important to me. Being rich is not. Being rich would be nice, but being comfortable is important. Which also includes responsibly using my money, okay? Because I'm not comfortable, even though from the outside in it looks like I'm comfortable. I'm not because I'm always in this teetering place that I don't need to be in. And I continually put myself in that place. So I'm not blaming nobody but myself. Um, So those are the big things. Now, little things would be, I need a new microphone. Or I need a new (laughs) laptop. Because my audio is always an issue when we podcast. And it's either my laptop, which is actually a tablet, or it's my microphone, which now doesn't get along with my tablet. So I can't even use it anymore. So that's one. And then I've been working on progressively getting myself a whole new wardrobe because I really want to step out like a bad bitch when we're allowed outside again, which is not helping my first issue. (laughs) But I just bought these, listen, I just bought these pieces from New York and Company that I fucking love. And one of them is this light pink dress, but it's got this gold threading. It's so, ooh, it's such a good dress. And it's form-fitting because, you know, I like something tight and kind of uh, bondage-y. And then I got this uh, sweater skirt. It's so cute. And I got this um, leopard print. So I'm not really into animal print, but I was like, I kind of like this sweater. So I bought this leopard print sweater. It looks amazing on me. I can't wait to put that on with some jeans and heels and step outside. Are you going to wear it around the house just because? I thought about it. Like, I thought about doing a little fashion shoot or something. Do your makeup and get all dressed up just for you. But then the effort, you know. So those are my needs. Um, I'm getting realigned with my passions for reading and writing, which has been great. Um, And I'll continue with that. But those are like my primary needs. Like I just need to get my life in order and (laughs) allow my vision. like knowing you, your life is pretty awesome. And you are also awesome. That makes it awesome. 
you are a talented writer and you will always have that intuition and desire that's just going to come naturally to you. So I, I am excited to see what you do in this year, honestly, in years to come, because let's be honest, let's not pack all these needs into one year because it could be a three year plan. No, yeah, I feel like it's definitely on. like a. <laughs> like, I'm thinking about this and I'm like, whoa, this is a lot for a year. <laughs> no, girl. This is definitely like a five, I'm thinking like five year minimum process. The last mm-hmm. vision yeah. board that I did, when I, I did it thinking that this was something for that year, it's definitely been a five year vision board and it's still on my wall. Right. And I look at it, I mean, God was all up in that design because I can't even express. But yeah, when I, and I even have the year 2021 pasted on there. So I know it's wild, it's wild, it's wild. Yes. So yeah, it's definitely not just for the year. Well, for my needs, I'll start with kind of the smaller and go broader. Because you mentioned fresh wardrobe. I tried to do the same thing. Yes. For two reasons, because yes, I have put on weight and I get super discouraged when I put on my clothes and they don't fit anymore. Like favorite pieces of clothing and I can tell that they feel different. Yeah. And I'm like, it's fine. Your boobs just got a little bit bigger. It's fine. Everyone's in the same boat, but I still have that. Right. Weight. Yes, of course. So I've also been heavily inspired by Pinterest. <laughs> um giving me all these ideas of like, oh, that's really cute. Look at this cute inspo outfit with the black jeans and the stockings and all this cute stuff and this big vintage sweater. And so I want to do something that's a bit like either alt or even dark academia. If you don't know what that is, Google it. It's super cute. It's all about like tailored layering. And I just saw an outfit at this vintage shop that's up the road from me but she had a three-piece um it was like a fitted vest with a matching skirt and like a red uh, more like a burgundy color and then she put this navy long coat over it and i'm like this is perfect in the timing that she posted this she's like i've been hearing about this dark academia so i'm gonna try to throw together vintage pieces and outfits inspired by this since everyone seems to like it and i'm like oh my god i need to come shopping right yeah now. this is definitely you oh, i definitely I love see it i see you and in all of this maybe like borderline androgynous but not but also cute if you want to make it cute and sexy but I do love it. But then also I still love this alt with a nice sweater with black jeans and combat boots or whatever. Just So I've been trying to piece together these cute outfits and high-waisted with crop tops, you know, because I ain't going to wear no crop top without high-waisted. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> I ain't going to wear no crop top, so. <laughs> <laughs> but like crop top, not a crop top because I'm also like, I am 30. Um well, that's the first thing I just want to add in there. Also, I need to get my button gear with our social posts. I've been slacking. So that's, that's a need that I need to be doing. Girl. <laughs> but I'd say for the two big ones, uh, first, self-care and self-love. I think this is something I've constantly been talking about and always revisit and fall off the bandwagon and get back on the bandwagon. Um, but it relates because, you know, the whole clothing thing, buying new clothes means I'm going to find something that actually fits me Mm -hmm. so I can replace the things that are making me feel bad. Right. And I continue to be so hard on myself, whether it is because of a little bit of weight gain 
or in my own mind, I feel like in small things, I, I'm like failing. And it could be literally nothing. To someone else, it's like, oh, that's not a big deal. But when I start to get into it and overthink, it feels like the biggest thing. Like if I forget to prep the coffee maker, right. Corey has to do it again. Like it's never really been a thing at all. But to me, it's like, no, I want to be better and help out and do this and do that. And I forgot it again. Oh God, I'm terrible. It's really not. It's okay. You're doing so many other things. You're good. You clean the entire house. You 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 take care of the cleaning and laundry, and he takes care of. The, you guys got a thing. It's okay. You don't have to worry about it. It could be something like that that I get super hard on myself. So whatever things that I can do to tell myself, no, let's have a reality check. Let's rein it in. Let's think about this. Do you need to freak out right now? Probably not ever. Almost <laughs> always the answer is no. Almost <laughs> always no. Yeah. <laughs> or do you, is this a moment where you need to feel your feelings and cry? If so, go ahead, have at it, cry it You out. know what? That's a have good a point. Cry. I need to give myself permission to cry more. Oh yeah. Let it out. Oh man. It feels good. It's, I mean, there's been a couple times where I just start crying and he's like, and he'll ask me like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> no. Yeah. Every instance I can think of that I've cried this year that I remember it's come out of nowhere, but I've definitely needed it. I'm glad and you that, said that. It is when you need it. Yeah. And when I have times of, when I'm overstressed mm. and not listening, which goes into the next thing for myself that I need to do, is practicing more mindfulness and listening to my inner self and my intuition and my inner spirit, uh, listening to what my body is telling me. Because when I get really stressed out, and if you want to approach this from uh, Enneagram personality types, I don't, I don't know what Enneagram you might be, but I've determined I'm an Enneagram 4, wing 3 and 5, overreach 2 and 8. So I, but like a 4 is more creative and within themselves. And when they go, go outside of that zone and they overtax themselves, and I always thought, Eight is like the challenger. We're up front. We're assertive. And I, I very much relate to that because mm -hmm. it's what I admire. So I always thought I need to be that constantly, especially as a leader, you know, a compassionate yeah. and, you know, someone that listens to people, but also like, okay, so this is what you need to do. Boom, boom, boom. I will constantly be able to handle conflict without any problems and not worry about it. And if I get emotional about it, there's something wrong with me. Well, that's just not the way I need to be doing that. I need to be more mindful to listen to what I need. That's just a small example with the Enneagram types. And if you don't, if you don't know about them or if you don't know your type, I, it's a really fun thing. You can look up the Enneagram type test. Side note, look up the right wings of yours. I probably am not explaining it the best way, but you have your specific type and then you have wings that are supporting of your main type hmm. and then an overreach one that kind of goes across or in the diagram, it looks like a little. Yeah, I, was, I have every intention of taking this. So it's really we interesting. Uh, my brother and I talked about it for like a good hour and a half when he visited. Essentially, just when I get overstimulated or really stressed out, and the things that aggravate my anxiety, specifically when it comes to work and dealing with people, as someone who always desired leading and desired being this mentor and person that people look up to when I get into it 
it doesn't come as naturally as some other leaders that you may see. And you're like, wow, they do it so effortlessly. Mm-hmm. It's not to say they may not be feeling the same thing, but now I need to discern between when do I need to be in my zone of creativity and listening and helping and adding guidance and coaching. But when I do need to be that eight, that assertive challenger in those times of conflict, I'm not trying to constantly push myself to be that person because that is not what I am. I have a part of that, but it is not what I fully am. But I have that ability to tap into it when the time comes. So when I do have someone I'm working with that's like, I don't want to do my job. I just don't (laughs) see the point of this. Then I could be like, okay, well, that's not how this works. You agreed to this job to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You're not doing A, B, C, D, E. So something needs to be fixed here. Exactly. Because this is not it. But because I do that, I've learned it drains me. It drains me so much that I get fatigued and I get tired and I get foggy brain. I get emotional. And I get to this point where I'm like, why am I so tired? Why do I hate people again? Oh, that's why. (laughs) That's why. So it's it's kind of twofold of listening to myself and how my mind and body work and what I need, but also being able to say, all right, right now, I know I can feel I'm getting a little overtaxed, ask for help, reach out to someone and, and maybe they'll have an answer that you can act on or they can help take care of it for you. But also I, I'm learning how to trust that intuition more and I want to keep growing that. You know, when do I flex boss mode and when do I flex... I'm going to be understanding coach Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> I think that um, you, and this is me just talking from the outside and knowing you, is that you are more equipped to know those two situations than I think that you give yourself credit for. You know what I think the thing is, and you mentioned this a bit ago, was that need to prove yourself. Uh-huh. I have always had that feeling always if I if I didn't if I was in a meeting and I just didn't really feel the need to speak up yet or I didn't really have anything to contribute I would kick myself in the butt for it be like you're not doing enough you got to say something you got to speak up you got you got to do 10 times more what these other people are doing if you want to be where you want to be or just constantly having to prove I know what I'm doing I know what I'm thinking I'm smart I blah 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 I feel like that constant need to prove myself clouds that intuition. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I would say those two things, mindfulness and just self-care and self-love for sure, I think are the two big needs that I need for myself and beyond 2021. Well, one thing that's been on my heart heavy, I like to be an active member of my community as much as I can be. And I like to do community events. I don't volunteer as much as I wish that I did, uh, but I certainly donate to causes and things like that pretty regularly. When I think about needs, I also think about, you know, outside of us, the things that our community needs and some ways in which that we can support our community, especially as we are working on continuing to endure the effects of this pandemic because the pandemic is still raging folks it's not over because people developed a vaccine what ways we can give back to the community and 
meet or help meet some of the community needs. So I thought we could talk a little bit about what are some things that we recognize in our own communities that are needed and some ways that we can support that. I'll say here in Northern Virginia, I don't know much about what the community needs yet because I've only been here, what, two years? And I mean, that actually is probably not long enough to really know, but certainly long enough to get familiar, except for the fact that I've been in the house for a year because of the pandemic. Um, So I'm not 100% sure on what like specific needs the community has, but I am aware that every community has general needs. I will say that one need that I see that is pretty prevalent in the D.C. area, more so than in southern cities like in Wilmington, is the homelessness. The homelessness is certainly higher, but you usually see that in bigger cities. So one organization that I found here in the Alexandria community is called Alive Incorporated. And this community organization helps support the people in the city of Alexandria um, in various ways, including helping with evictions, helping prevent evictions, especially now um, where there was an eviction moratorium, but I think those are starting to get lifted. Also with helping provide food for those who need it. And we know that we have set, we have more families now that are needing food assistance because of unemployment or underemployment. They also help with various assistances such as supporting subsidies for rent, bills, delivering goods, providing furniture. Just They have a nice broad spe- spectrum of the things that they do. I feel like... For me, of course, I, I give to my church, which um, supports several different initiatives that help the community. So I give to my church regularly, but I think I'm going to add Alive Incorporated as a part of my regular giving for this year to help support the Alexandria area. And they also have on their website some ideas for how I can get connected volunteering wise. And so maybe once we're allowed outside again, I can incorporate some volunteering into my regular life because you know when I think about especially in being a Christian I think about what are some ways in which I'm actively showing Christ you know we can passively show Christ just in the way that we are kind to others that we're compassionate to others that we speak out against injustices and we speak out against others trying to violate human rights but I feel like in our passive Being a passive follower is certainly a way to witness and show Christ to others. But I also feel like, you know, I can't identify many active ways that I am really fulfilling or at least answering some semblance of the call that Christ has given me um, to support the community. So I feel like this could be a good, a good avenue for that. Yeah, no, that's really great. I think this is something uh, I need to be thinking about as well as specifically the community I'm living in in Wilmington. I have been donating to other things that are more across the nation, whether it's uh, Black trans community related or Indigenous peoples related. So it's a lot broader, Mm -hmm. but I really like this idea of kind of thinking more closer to home because I, I, I live here and I also have the means and ability to do so. So there's a few community efforts in Wilmington that I, I honestly haven't really taken the time to look into. I guiltily say this, <laughs> and 
humbly say this, that I have not taken the time to look into it. My part for this is, one, I need to filter out which ones are the white savior groups, because there are those. Yes. Um, they're just mainly feel good for the white church ladies. Mm -hmm. And I really don't want to be a part of that. Because, yeah, sure, it may make me feel good to be like, yay, I'm doing stuff. I'm doing my thing. But I'm like, but what is it really actually doing for the person? Right. Who who is actually benefiting from this help? Mm -hmm. It's not for me. And then two, choose and actively do something and participate. Mm -hmm. Um, So the one that came top of mind was GLOW, uh, the Girls Leadership Academy of Wilmington, Mm -hmm. I think. Wait. Yes, of Wilmington. Um, I was introduced to this. First, I saw buses around town, little buses. And I was just like, what is what's that? I haven't seen the building for that somewhere. But all right, cool. I guess that's the thing. Um, but I had the opportunity to attend this luncheon fundraising event. I've never been to a fundraiser before. I was just like, cool. I got the opportunity to go. I'd love to go and hang out and spend the day with this group and see what it's all about. Um, But it was really nice to just see what was happening. I specifically wanted to hear what this was about and not, I didn't care about the guest chef dude, celebrity person. I, I was like, I don't know who you are. I don't care. I don't even want your book, but whatever. I learned about the woman that put it together, who was big in the Wilmington, I think film industry. And then she, or maybe went off somewhere and came back and then she created this group. And then basically there's like their leadership development for girls in the area and partnering with the community and organization to solve real world things for them and build these girls up to be lead, not just like build them up to be active members of society and the community, but leaders. They are working with them and putting together these programs for them to lead. And I love that. So it was just a great exposure to that. It was something that really kind of struck home for me and and it's always left an impression on me. So it's something that I need to take the time, look into it. uh, However, whatever methods that I could help, whether it's donations or actively doing something and reaching out to someone, whatever the case may be. I, I think that's one group that is mainly top of mind for me to reach out to. I had a conversation with a group of people at work about how to help, how to speak out or speak up and help. And one of them, he's actually a leader of one of the development teams. And he mentioned he used to go do workshops for um, maybe lower income area schools to say, hey, coding is a thing and you don't need that much education to do it. Like you don't have to go to a fancy school to do this. You can teach to code. There's inexpensive or free resources. And then doing like this workshop to show them like, this is what this is, a coding seminar. I think it's the same with the design world, whether it's graphic design or product design that I got into or UI and UX. I think it inspired me then to think about what kind of workshop or something can we put together that isn't just like, I'm here to talk about this great thing. And then it's like, all right, well, what do I do with this from now? But here's resources that you can use. If this is something that interests you, do you like the design world? Do you like working with people and trying to solve their problems? Do you like fixing problems on the human level and business level? And like, how are you curious on how to like put those together? Right. Resources where you can learn about that. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I think that, We've certainly found some good organizations within the community and, you know, can investigate more within our communities. 
to support and and answer some of the more immediate needs of the things that are going around on around us. Because I feel like, and we'll, I know we'll talk about this in part two, the things that our nation needs, but like responding to that which is going on in our immediate community and being responsive and involved as much as we can. You know, if we all do that, then our communities get served, right? They may not get served perfectly because there just are some things, there's only so much reach an individual has or even a group has without need from support from like the state or the federal government. But still, some of these things, you know, we can make a direct impact on what's happening around us and build some new relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's Absolutely. always a good thing. So we certainly yeah. encourage you to research some organizations in your community that are serving your community, answering direct needs. Feel free to email us at facetimechatspod at gmail.com to tell us about the organizations. We'll be happy to talk about them and mm-hmm. what are some things that they do. We'll put some links to the organizations we've talked about today, just in case you're curious. And of course, if you'd like to support, though I will encourage you to find something in your specific community, unless you live right. in our direct communities. Like if you live in Alexandria and you want to support Alive, or you live in Wilmington and you want to support GLOW, then that's totally fine. But it's important that when it comes to community-based organizations, you're really supporting organizations that are in your actual community. Mm-hmm. This is very true. And I'd like to add to this as well. If you're perhaps you know, in a position like mine, um, a white woman that does want to help, I do understand sometimes I, I haven't really done too much research yet. I've done a little bit. I really just scratched the surface. And I think some of it of not going too much into it is because of fear mm-hmm. of not of contributing to the wrong one. Yeah. Don't let the fear stop you. If you want to contribute in some way, ask, reach out. Cause something is better than nothing and being complacent. Agreed. And research. I mean, we, God, we live in the age of the internet, you know, use it for good. Good on your Reddit communities. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. this I'm so excited about this conversation because mm-hmm. I love helping others and I love being a support rather than a hindrance to my community. So I'm so jacked that we're having this conversation. I'm super excited about next week's conversation when we talk about some national organizations that we support, um, national organizations that we encourage any listeners to support. Um, Shout out to our international listeners. We won't be talking too much about any WHOs, I don't think, or that's World Health Organizations. What are the... (laughs) What are... charities called I don't know (laughs) anyway were you thinking world help I don't know what I was thinking (laughs) so for our international listeners feel free to let us know about any like international causes if you'd like, um, but most of our conversations really deal with U.S.-based stuff. Oh my gosh, the WHO. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, everyone. Well, thank you so much for joining FaceTime Chats. If you like our show and want to know more, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at FaceTime Chats Pod. Please remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. And remember, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So speak often and speak loudly. And keep learning, keep growing, keep being better. See you next time for part two. Bye.